With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. As always, presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Uh, Later on in tonight's program... We'll hear from Chris Williams, Tim Mullen, and Brent Bloom. They'll make their picks for the week. Tim will tell us all about what's going on down there at Nebraska Furniture Mart. But first, uh, I've got Steph Copley here with me. Steph, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Here in just a couple of minutes, we'll be joined by Scotty Swingler from the Please Bear With Me podcast. Uh, he's, we're going to talk a little bit about the Baylor Bears, and he's going to give you guys some uh, some insight on what uh, to expect from Baylor coming into Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday. Do you get the name of the podcast, Jared? It's clever because the Bears. Yeah, I get it. I I get it. Okay, just making sure. I did get it. Yeah, I appreciate you double checking to make sure that I did get it. Yeah. Just needed to check. Yeah. Uh, Are you excited for Saturday? Are you excited for Big 12 play? I'm very excited. A little nervous, but mostly excited. Are you going to be back in B6 again with the cookie? So... It won't be because I've got to do mom duty and do a soccer game. And okay. then me and the seven-year-old are hopping in the car and definitely not speeding on the way to Ames. Well, you didn't show up last week. I was going to come get a cookie and you weren't even there. So. I wasn't. I had to do soccer duty then too. Mom duties come before baking duties. Okay, Jared. Don't these people know that Iowa State plays an 11 a.m. game on Saturday? Like why? Don't even get me started about why don't they? Why don't they move the soccer game up? Make or why doesn't the Big the 12 ask me about my daughter's soccer schedule? That's the better question. That is a that is a good question. That's fair. Uh, no, I, I'm excited for this game. I think this is going to be – I think it's going to be a good one. I do uh, too. I think both these teams are pretty evenly matched. They both have some similarities, I think, especially in what they do defensively. But uh, I'm just excited to see what Iowa State can do now against a, a Big 12 team. You know, as as much fun as beating – as them beating Iowa was, and as exciting as that game was, it just never feels like that game's a good gauge for what anything is going to happen in the future. You know, yeah, it's, it's just a all terrible about, predictor. Right. It's just only that one game. And uh, so I'm excited to see them play against Baylor and just see what they can do out there against the Bears. And last Saturday was a little bit of a snoozer, and I'm not complaining about that. That's what we needed to do. But I'm excited for a little bit of a more ruckus crowd, some things to cheer about, and just a, a crazy Jack Trice stadium. And we're joined now on the phone 
uh, from, I assume, I guess you're in Waco, Texas. It's Scotty Swingler. He's the uh, creator of the Please Bear With Me podcast covering the Baylor Bears. Uh, Scotty, how are you doing this evening, man? Thanks for taking the time to, to join us. Man, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And I actually, I'm a youth pastor in Sugarland, which is outside okay. of Houston, but Baylor alum and Waco born and raised. So ready, ready to go and talk some bears. Well, I know you guys probably have to be pretty excited right now uh, with what this, what this team has been able to do. You know, obviously not the undefeated start that I think you guys would have hoped for, but coming off of a conference championship, being one of the favorites to, uh, to win the league again, what's, what's just kind of the vibe of, of Bear Nation right now, of the, of the Baylor faithful, and uh, how's everybody feeling, you know, through three weeks? You know, I'm going to be honest. There's a little tension, believe it or not. There's a little tension. I think when you win a championship, your your expectations just shoot through the roof so high. And fans have seen that this team, uh, very good football team, lots to be excited about. There's also been a lot of transition, especially at some of the skill positions. And it has not just caught on as quickly as I think some would hope. And so there's a little bit of tension in the fan base. I'm going to be honest. And I think um, people were disappointed by the loss at BYU. That's a game that um, preseason you would say, you know, that's a 50-50 ball game. And if we lose, it doesn't cost us anything in conference. At the same time, after the game, we're going, man, you miss an extra point in a field goal. And, and you just had multiple chances to win. And it felt like we sort of gave that game away to the Cougars. So I think... Honestly, I think a lot of fan feelings are riding on this Saturday's matchup. I think there's a lot of Baylor fans that are kind of wait and see. And this game against Iowa State is going to determine a lot about how we're feeling going into the rest of conference play. It's interesting. You mentioned the BYU game being a 50-50 ball game. And that's what what Saturday appears to be in this matchup against Iowa State. Everything points to a very equal matchup on all parts of the field. How do you do you have that same 50-50 feeling going into Saturday? I do. And that's both because I think Iowa State has looked more impressive than most people kind of figured they would coming out of the gate. And and Baylor has not looked as dominant as I think some folks would have hoped uh, we would have coming out of the gate. And so, yeah, I agree with you. And I, I said before the season, I, I got some flack from some other Baylor guys for saying that Iowa State was a team I could see making it to the Big 12 championship game. I just think that program has been so steady for so long. And I know there's question marks coming into the season at quarterback and some other spots, but um, I I absolutely agree with you. And the game being in Ames uh, is going to be a huge factor Saturday. Baylor is four and six all time at Ames and has lost the last two trips. Um, and the last two wins Baylor has had over Iowa State were both two point ball games. And so I, I agree with you completely. I, I have a really hard time seeing this being um, a, a dominant game for either team. I think it's a very good matchup. This series has been really fun. Lots of good games yeah. here between these two teams over the last several years, especially they've been just memorable for different reasons. I mean, you know, you think back even to 2018, they get in a little fracas out there uh, on the field. David Montgomery gets ejected. They're, you know, exciting games in 2019 and 2020. And then last year was an exciting game as well. Uh, I'm interested. What have you seen from Blake Shapin now, the full-time starter at the quarterback position? How have you seen him uh, progressed throughout the year? And has he, he been more or less what you guys expected him to coming into the season? So this is one of those areas of tension. Um, and I warned some people on our podcast, please bear with me before the season. I think we set such high expectations for Blake Shapin. And to his credit, Blake Shapin set a 
a record at AT&T Stadium in Dallas for most consecutive completions in a game. That's that's Dallas Cowboys games or college football games or any of it. And, and fans just had these expectations, I think, that he was going to come in and be the next Heisman-level guy, and he's not that. And, and I think some fans have felt disappointed. I think what's been what's been hard to evaluate about Shapin, um, he's not a guy that's going to make a lot of mistakes. So through uh, now seven games as a Baylor Bear, he's only thrown one interception. Um, he is uh, riding right at about 67% completion this year. So a guy that completes his passes, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but what Baylor fans were sort of pro- Remember, he was not the starter most of the year last year. Gary Bohannon, who's now at South Florida, was our starter. And I, and the justification for we're going to make Blake the starter in 22 was sort of that Blake is the better deep threat, big arm. He's a baseball guy. So think Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, like can just really sling it down the field. And so far this season, Blake is only averaging 7.2 yards per attempt which doesn't sound awful, but that's 69th in the country. And only has completed a long pass of 47 yards, which is not anything impressive. And he's only averaging this point, and two of these games, mind you, against Albany and Texas State, he's only averaging 178 yards through the air per game. That's less than Gary Bohannon averaged through the air per game last season. And so I think what Baylor fans, um, Blake has not played poorly. Um, He's completing his passes. I think what Baylor fans want to see is more explosiveness out of the Mm -hmm. off general. And of course, like most fan bases, when an offense isn't explosive, you immediately blame the quarterback and or the OC. And that's, that's what some Baylor fans are up to right now. So I think Baylor fans hope in this game, Blake can complete a couple long balls and and really going um, in an explosive way. And I know that's going to be a tough task and aims against this Iowa State defense but you've got to be happy with the running back play for you for the Bears so far right I mean fans are fans are okay with that I assume it's it's a three-man running back game that we that our Iowa State defense is hopefully gonna (laughs) hold to some lesser yards per play but I guess we're gonna see yeah, so it was interesting. So last year, a lot of Baylor fans were expecting a running back by committee approach, and we really only had two guys. We had uh, Abram Smith and Tristan Ebner, who are both in the NFL at, at, at the moment. And um, so this year, it's been much more running back by committee. And last week, I think Baylor figured out who the guy is, and he's probably the surprise of the season so far. Richard Reese is a true freshman, true freshman. From, I, yeah. from Belleville, Texas, not a big town, a, a smaller school, middle-sized high school in Texas, and and he has looked great. He has been outstanding so far um, for the Bears, and you're right, fans are just thrilled with him. He's second among freshmen this season with five rushing touchdowns. He's averaging seven yards per carry. And, um, you know, as a guy that I think will emerge as a really good playmaker, um, you're going to see Squirrel Williams get some carries Saturday. Quaylen Jones, Tim McWilliams is still out with an, with an injury this week. But um, Richard Reese, who I could have listed six running backs preseason for you that I expected to have maybe a year, and he was not one of them. And, and it's been really fun, and, and fans are excited to see. Um, the question, of course, now is, okay, you had, a, you had a breakout game against Texas State. What are you going to do against a, a Big 12, one of the better Big 12 defenses? Um, we'll have to see. But you're right. This is a run-first offense all the way, and Reese has looked great. What have been maybe some concerns for that offense, some things that uh, you know maybe you would hope to see improve throughout the year here before uh, you know this team can be the best version of itself? 
Yeah, so Baylor's calling card this season is its offensive line. Um, going into this game, PFF has Baylor as the third-best offensive line in college football. Um, there is a weakness there. I'll just tell you guys, don't don't pass this on to the Iowa State coaching staff. But uh, Gavin they listen. Is they starting- listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Gavin Byers is starting at right tackle, and and he is uh, not the ideal starter. Khalil Keith, who who was the starter there last year, is injured, and and Byers has struggled. Uh, teams have found some success rushing off that end, off right tackle, um, and so I, I know for some Baylor fans, they want to see that get short up. And then the other thing I said just a second ago, I think explosiveness. Uh, increasingly, college uh, football offensive coordinators and analysts are saying, you know, explosive plays are kind of like the three-point shot in, in football. Mm-hmm. You've got to have so many of them, ultimately, if, if you're going to be a really successful football team. And Baylor has not had a lot of explosive plays. We've had a couple on the ground. I think we've had one or two through the air. But, but really um, struggling to hit some of those deep shots, explosive plays. And, and I think, th- again – um, that is what Baylor fans want to see to feel just better about quarterback situation, offense. Um, can, can we make teams respect the deep ball and therefore open up everything else on offense? I think anytime that you're thinking about a Dave Aranda team, you think about the defense and what that, that unit is going to be able to do. What have you seen from that group this year? Who are some guys who have stood out? Uh, maybe a position group that's really, really stood out to you. Sure. Well, the question coming into the season was you're replacing two uh, current NFL guys with Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie, the, D- the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, who, who departed. And uh, this defense just looked like they have not missed a beat in a lot of ways. Uh, I would say the outstanding group is the defensive line. Um, you, you're just too deep with guys uh, who could start at a lot of schools, uh, led by TJ Franklin and then Siaki Ika and Jackson Player uh, rotating in at tackle. Just um, Jackson Player was the best defensive player at Tulsa last year, and now he's our spell defensive tackle. I mean, it's just embarrassing that defensive line. Teams are only averaging 2.6 yards a carry right now against this Baylor defense. Um, so this is a tough defense. At linebacker, Matt Jones has really emerged as, as the guy. and, and and he replaces Bernard at the will. And Matt Jones was a guy who played some the edge last year as an edge rusher more than he played linebacker. But moving to that will linebacker spot is leading the team in tackles, has one and a half sacks through three games, and, and look for number two on that defense at the linebacker spot. Where the defense is struggling and trying to find an identity is in the secondary. It's all young guys, all first-year starters. And that's actually where I think you know against a guy like Xavier Hutchinson – um, I'm really curious to see who steps up um, on the back end of this defense. So I don't know. I'm curious on your take on this. Iowa State fans do not like Baylor. There is no love lost there. <laughs> and I'm just curious if it's if the reverse is true. Well, you guys seem friendly enough. I've enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> um, that's funny. I I no, I don't feel a particular vitriol f- from Baylor fans. And and maybe I don't know the right fans, but I don't. <laughs> or um, maybe you know the right ones. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We have a particular vitriol for TCU. That's kind of the, the in-state, small, private school rival. That's kind of the natural. Um, there's some vitriol for Tech and, and a couple others, but... Um, I don't, I don't feel that. I'm sorry. That's not as entertaining of an answer as maybe you were looking for. I was curious. I'm I'm um, glad to get your take on that. But you know, but like, like you mentioned earlier, everyone remembers the kind of scrap a few years ago and, and there is some tension is I would, I don't know that I would call it a rivalry game, but as you know, a conference rivalry, there's some tension. And I think everyone feels that. I am interested to know, you know, anytime 
this is something I think that both sides have in common. Anytime there's a new job that comes open, uh, two of the first names <laughs> that are always coming up are Matt Campbell and Dave Aranda. Right. How do you guys feel about seeing your coach always in those in those conversations? And you know, what do you think? Do you think Dave Aranda is a guy that's going to be locked into Baylor for you know the long haul, or do you think he's uh, you know there's merit to some of these times where his name's being tossed out there? So uh, I think there's merit in that. I think all these schools are interested in Dave Aranda. Um, yeah. If you're Nebraska, why would you not be interested in a defensive-minded, you know, intelligent guy like Aranda or Matt Campbell for that matter? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I maybe this is naive. Um, I think Aranda is a different cat. Um, his name was thrown around in the conversations last offseason with LSU and USC. And I know both of those programs hired bigger name coaches than, than Arant is. Um, but he expressed that he wasn't even interested in talking about those positions. Baylor, um, Baylor's a weird place, and Aranda's kind of a weird dude. And, and there's a fit there, and my light just went off behind me. Sorry about that. Um, there's a fit there that I think is unique. And, and, and Aranda said as much is um, Baylor is a place that allows me to be myself. Um, and I think he values things differently than other coaches value. I don't think he's looking for a bigger contract. I don't think he's looking for a big name brand program. Um, the fact that he's already won a big 12 championship at Baylor and been so embraced by the community in Waco, I think it's going to take a really like, really mind-blowing job to get mm-hmm. him out of Waco. And, and honestly, I, I, I don't know how you feel about Matt Campbell. Um, I feel almost similarly about him. It's just a fit. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes we see it. We saw it with our last coach, Matt Rule, uh, had always said NFL was his dream. He went to the Carolina Panthers, and he's got the hottest seat in the NFL. Um, and, and so the grass isn't always greener. And I think Aranda is going to be very cautious. And I do think he'll be at Baylor a long time. I really do. And of course, I hope that as well. But yeah, I, I hope he is too. I think he's a fun coach to have in the league. And I, I'm right there with you. I, I like that you said that he's a different cat. That's the first thing that I always say about Matt Campbell is that he's just a different kind of cat, you know, and he's not someone that I think you can pinpoint what he wants to do like you can with a lot of college coaches. You know, he's just a different kind of guy from what I've ever been around in the past. Um, last thing I'll let you go. I'm not, you don't have to make a prediction or anything like that, but what's your read on this game? How do you see this thing going? And, um, you know, what do you think are some of the keys for Baylor going into this thing on Saturday? Yeah, well, we talked about this earlier. I think this is a, anyone's ball game. I know Iowa state is favored and, and I, I think that's valid being an Ames. Um, I've always said, I've said this for six or seven years. I've been doing podcasting. The three places I never want to play in the big 12 are Morgantown, Stillwater and Ames. I just, there, there's something about Ames that is, that is awesome for you. It's, it's a, <laughs> such a great home atmosphere. It's, it's not great for, for opponents. So here's the keys. Baylor needs to force turnovers. Uh, that's, that's a key for Baylor. Baylor's only forced two turnovers this year, um, including against two not impressive opponents. Um, Baylor thrived off of taking the ball away last year. That was a huge part of Baylor's success. So I think turnovers are going to be big for Baylor. I think composure is going to be big for Baylor. Dave Aranda said some players had some wide eyes in Provo, and and, and it really was a, a situation where a crowd got the better of the team. And, and you can't have that if you're gonna if you're gonna return as a champion. Everybody's going to be uh, looking to beat you, and and you've got to maintain your composure. I do think secondary versus uh, Xavier Hutchinson is is maybe the key 
key matchup on one side of the ball. I think the the front seven for Baylor has to put pressure on Deckers. You have to make him make quick throws and make him make mistakes because if he's got time, Hutchinson will beat the secondary, and, and there's just no way around that. The secondary is young. They're not experienced. And, and then um, I think if it, if it comes down to turnovers, it also comes down to big plays. Um, this is going to be a low-scoring game, y'all. Uh, these these two defenses are going to have a field day. I don't think either of these offenses are, are going to score a lot of points. And so who gets the big play at the big moment? That's that's what I think will ultimately decide the game. It's going to be one or two big play, a blocked kick, a pick six, um, a, a fumble at the goal line. Who's You're describing my plays? nightmares. Would you please stop? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's, true. It's, it's going to be something in that vein that decides this game. He's Scotty Swingler, the founder of the Please Bear With Me podcast. Man, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to to join us tonight, and uh, we'll have to catch up with you again down the road here when these two teams connect again in the future. I would love that. This was fun. Thank you. Awesome. We'll be back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio after this here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have. 
but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williamson. Thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Welcome back, Thursday night, Cyclone Fanatic Radio, here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Chris Williams taking the baton from Jared Stansbury, where I welcome in my friends Tim Mullen and Brent Bloom. Of course, this segment, this show, is always brought to you by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. It is Big Ten and Big 12 season as the conferences start getting going here uh, in college football, we have some tasty picks to make for you today. I'll bring in Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart. Who, he he is the man who puts these things together each and every week. Tim, how are we doing today, my friend? Gentlemen, I, I couldn't be better uh, because I'm in first place. So that's Woo. really all we need to talk about. CW right there with me, though. And uh, I believe, what was the word you used, Bloom, week one? Was it impenetrable lead? Is that the word? <laughs> insurmountable insurmountable whatever insurmountable it was. Uh, yeah you sir are now in the cellar one game behind I, us i guess it was very mountable yes <laughs> tim how yeah, are things yeah. over at nebraska furniture mart we saw a lot of tvs for the football season guys we are tvs are hot right now uh it, it really is the time to come in and get it you know it's starting to cool off it's got that yep. feel in the air it but does uh you got to love that time of year, you know, get that secondary uh, TV for your man cave, get it for your garage. Uh, again, you know, put the 75 inch in your bathroom, do that. Really impress the wife with your TV skills. Uh, although you might get shot for that. But, uh, <laughs> 75 but inch right in now. the bathroom, that yeah. would be epic. It would be. Well, you wouldn't need to leave there. So but great so, financing uh, going on. Go ahead, Bloom. Yeah, no. So Tim, my, my dad's going to get taken advantage of the new carpet deal. The, the free the, the free stuff. Yep, the, the roll uh, away and all. Yeah. Yep, we still have that going on right now with uh, the the pet month finishing up with the seven freeze. Always yep. a great deal. Uh, Karistan's got some great months uh, installation deals going on right now. We got uh, bespoke laundry from Samsung, LG, Samsung rebates, ten percent off. There's deals everywhere, guys. And again, financing is what we're great at. Uh, starting now and through October fourth. Uh, actually started yesterday uh, 499 and up financing for 24 months it's just you know again come use our money and get what you need for the for the house if it's major appliances if it's electronics if it's flooring uh, you need countertops you need window treatments now is when you need to come see us and we'll get you taken care of that into the fall everything you just described I've done thus far in my house because we've yeah, been here for appreciate like 12 years now I think our entire house is Nebraska Furniture Mart. All right, uh, let's yeah. let's get to the picks. 
Um, okay. So what do we? I, I would assume, Tim, that we the this week's games are getting a little more sexy as opposed to the they last are. couple weeks. Yeah, there's uh, there, there's definitely some more fun starting to take place. You're seeing some better top 25 games. I will tell you guys what really hurt you both last week is for some reason you had faith in Nebraska bouncing back. I do want to Awful. point out that ne- never again. Awful. Yeah, that, that looked good for like five minutes, and then I went, oh yeah, there's Oklahoma. So uh, this week, gentlemen, we're going to start off with a, a in your word tasty top 20 matchup between the Florida Gators. Uh, heading to Knoxville to uh, take on the number 11. Number 11. Uh, that is insane. Number 11, uh, Tennessee Volunteers, 10.5-point favorites. What do you got here, Bloom? You know, I Florida is my most overrated team in the country. They do not belong in the top 25 whatsoever. I think Tennessee's good. The half point scares me to death, but I'm just going to roll with my initial gut and say that Florida is really overrated, and this one gets away from from the Gators and uh, Vols by twenty. I had the twenty. I had the same reaction, and that's terrifying to me. Um, but I just my my whole deal is like this one. Like, why is the spread that high? Like, I think a I think a general person would look at it and go that that seems like a lot. Uh, power rating wise, this game really isn't that close. They really like Tennessee a lot more. And I actually did bet this game, but I got it earlier in the week and I got it at 10, which makes me feel a lot, a lot happier. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm with you. I, I, Florida's defense will be good enough to keep this thing a game, but I can see a backdoor here, a late touchdown by Tennessee. I'll, I'll take the volunteers, Tim. All right, gentlemen. Uh, you know, for me with Florida, I mean, a 10 point game in the SEC. I mean, there's still definitely athletes on that team, and I agree with what you're saying. They got some early hype from that comeback week one. Uh, but I, I love the point five here. No. Uh, if it was 10 or less, I would probably take it. Uh, but they're going to have to go more to touchdown and field goal to cover here, and so I like Florida on the road here to stay within 10. Yeah, that, that's a tough game. It. That's probably one of tough the toughest one. games we'll pick. Yeah. Uh, this next game here is uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, number ten, Arkansas, the Razorbacks, uh, heading to see the Fighting Jimbo Fishers of Texas A and M as a two point home favorite. So they're less. I mean, what is it usually three points for a home stadium? So they're not even giving them the full home stadium credit here at A and M. Looks like it could be a close one here. C W, you got Arkansas at A and M. Another brutal game. Uh, listen. Arkansas struggles last week with Missouri State. I'm not going to make much of it. I think that was kind of a look pass game. A&M made the quarterback switch. Now, Max Johnson wasn't great, but I kind of feel like they're in a transition period where Jimbo and that program is learning how they're going to have to win this year. They still have a ton of talent. If you know anything about the NIL world, I mean, it's going to take longer for these teams to gel. That You nailed it. Why are they favored? Um, because all everything would point towards playing Arkansas here, I would think. So I'm going to go the other way and play Texas A&M in a low-scoring game. I uh, give me the Aggies by three. Yeah, I'm with you here, uh, C Dub. I just I think they're starting to get right. I think uh, you know much more than this would make me nervous, but I think they can pull it out by a field goal. So I have A&M here too. Uh, Bloom, where do you sit? I just think this is a talent situation, and I just think A&M is better now. Arkansas is probably further ahead from a discipline standpoint, but, but give me the better talented team at home, always. Right on. All three rolling with Texas A&M here. No parity for us. 
Mm. Uh, the next game, kind of a big spread, but for reason probably. We have the Kansas State. We're seeing I love the this Big game. 12 here. I do too. I think it's a great game. I'm curious to see which way you love it, though. Uh, Kansas State on the road here, going to the number nine Oklahoma Sooners as a 13-point favorite at home. Uh, what do you love here, Bloom? The, uh, this You could predict this game every single year. Always take K-State against Oklahoma. Always, always, always. Because... They're going to slow it down. They're going to go vampire ball. Oklahoma's going to panic. You can see it already. The game's going to be 21-17 one way or another. <laughs> one way or another, it's 21-17. You can just mark it down. So I'll take the 13 points. I'm going right. to go the other way and shock no, you. No, don't do it. I'm going to shock you here because, don't listen, do it. What, this doesn't make any sense to anyone who's been listening to me because I've been high on Kansas State and I've been down on Oklahoma I think Oklahoma, I think this is a different Oklahoma than what we've seen Kansas State give them so many problems with. They're better defensively. They're they're competent defensively as far as being coached by Brent Venables. Um, I think this, I'm buying Oklahoma now. I think they're a more balanced. I wish I could get my um, total back. I, I bet them under nine on the air. I, I think I'm going to lose that bet. Um and I just I, I wonder if what Kansas State has done to bother them in the past will impact the Brent Venables de- defensive team at Oklahoma the way Lincoln Riley and Bob Stoops' teams were. You're right. Uh, I mean, in the past, th- this game was a no-brainer. You always play Kansas State. I will not bet this game, but for the sake of this competition, I'm going to zag while Bloom zigs, Tim, and I'm actually going to play Oklahoma um, because I, I'm giving them credit for what they've accomplished this year. I think they're a more well-rounded Oklahoma team than what we're used to. Interesting uh, difference here, gentlemen. Uh, here's where I'm at. So, uh, C-Dub, I, I don't know if I told you this last week, but I have recently partaken into the DraftKings sportsbook world. That a boy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm taking small nibbles, of course, because I, I told a friend I actually almost – on my very first one, won a two thousand dollar bet. My friend said it's a good thing I didn't, because <laughs> then you keep because ch- then you keep chasing it. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you this: have already bet Oklahoma with the points here. I think Oklahoma destroys K State. This is my lead pipe block Whoa. of the week. If I Whoa. was to have one, I just I think what you said is right on. I think this is a totally different Oklahoma team. Their discipline, that is the way Venables coaches. Uh, and and again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Adrian Martinez still the quarterback at K State? He is. Enough said. Any other questions, guys? <laughs> I, you should just call me. I would I would have taken that ten percent from you as well that you gave to, <laughs> to our friends at DraftKings because I would yeah. <laughs> straight up so anyway. But no, I man, I actually I think for Iowa State here, I think you want to root for Oklahoma. Yeah, I would agree. You want to get all those middle of the pack type teams get out, out of the conversation. Yep, get them out. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that that's the most interesting game of the weekend for me. I'm other than Iowa State. Baseball. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think that game's yeah. fascinating. I and I don't know. Like that's why I say I don't think I'm going to bet that game because every ounce of history is on Bloom's side here. I just, but like again, I've been high on K State. Like, will they have a bounce back from Tulane? I, I'm guessing they will it, to some capacity because I don't think they're as bad as they looked last week. So, fascinating. I can't wait. That's the I Fox think game. also when everybody talked about, you know, Nebraska having that kind of bounce back, and I got the logic behind it of, you know, new coach in, everybody's excited, things of that nature. But 
I think Oklahoma was just like, yeah, but look what we're doing. And I think this is that type of game, even if uh, K-State bounces back. Yeah, and, and I don't know if the Oklahoma teams of the past bounce back from Nebraska having that opening drive the way that they they did last week. It was impressive. I agree. All right, agree. What's, what's, what do we yeah, got next? it was next? scary for five minutes. All right, gentlemen, the two in-state tilts uh, or coming up here, in-state teams as we will. Uh, we have the Punter Fest going on out in uh, New Jersey with Iowa seven and a half point favorites. Seven and a half, gentlemen. Point favorites on the road at Rutgers. Uh, I'll start here. Uh, Rutgers, I, I don't see any reason whatsoever they're going to be a more competent Big Ten def- or offense that they're playing. I'm not saying Rutgers is a powerhouse, but they're going to have more coming to them than who Iowa has faced so far. And there's no reason to think – I mean, without that wacky game happening the way it did in the weather the other day, Iowa wouldn't have covered the 23 last week. I mean, it just – it got stupid. And, uh, you know, there, there's just – there's no reason to think Iowa's more than a touchdown favorite anywhere right now, especially on the road on the other side of the country. So I will take Rutgers here. Yeah, I, I don't understand, I guess. I've looked at this game a lot, and – Man, getting over a touchdown for a total that's 34, it kind of just seems like a no-brainer to to play Rutgers. I will, but Bloom, I mean, is this a trap? You know, because this seems this seems like it could be a trap. Listen, like there's there are traps, and then there's your eyes that are visible that you can look at things, and everybody sees the Iowa offense. So yeah. until I see, and and great, it's Nevada. I I mean, what Peters was 14 of 27 or something. It wasn't like he lit the world on fire. I think the atmosphere actually pretty good over there. Yeah, and so until I see a competent Iowa offense, I will always take the touchdown that I'm getting from somebody else because you got it's gonna you got to get to 14 in this game. I think Rutgers can get to 10, and then I'll I'll give me the seven and a half. Then yeah, all right. Yeah, the other the other thing interesting too on that game is if you go back and look at the last Iowa game, Caleb Johnson made it in the freshman uh, because the Williams were both uh, hurt. He was a spark plug. If Ference was smart, he would have saw something in that and said, hey, this is something different, but he won't. He'll bench him this week, and he'll put one of the Williams back in, and he'll go back to that same thing. Interesting thing, too, I know it's uh, Wagner, but Rutgers put up 66 points in week two. So when they see you know an opportunity, they take it. They, you know, Defenses are, of course, different here. Yeah, but, uh, I just don't think you're, you're not going to shut Rutgers out if you're Iowa. Right. So they did beat Boston College at Boston College week one, too. So, again, I yeah, just don't I, see how this line I, makes sense. I agree. All right. All right, gentlemen. I think this is actually, you know, I, I do love the K-State-Oklahoma game, but this is a fun game here, guys. Uh, this is really the test for Iowa State with Baylor, number 17, coming to town. Iowa getting respect is a three-point favorite at home, so getting the home field advantage of three points. Uh, I'm curious to listen to where you guys go, and it might sway my opinion. Uh, but this this is a fun game for this Saturday for Cyclone fans. What, what do you got here, Bloom? I think it's unfortunate this game is on ESPN two for one. Uh, that's a that's an aside. Um, but regardless, I think this will be fascinating. It's pretty simple in my mind from a from an X's and O standpoint. Can Iowa State stop the run? If the answer is yes, Iowa State wins the game. If the answer is no, I'm going to put them put the market four yards per carry. If Baylor's over four yards per carry, Baylor wins the game. I mean, it's at the end of the day, Baylor wants to run the ball. I still don't know if Iowa State can stop the run as well as it has in the past. If those guys are up to the challenge, the Isaiah Lees, the the Singletons, the uh, MJ McDonalds, um, and Will McDonald, I think MJ Anderson and Will McDonald. Excuse me. I think Iowa State can win the game. And you get you cannot have special teams issues. 
I feel comfortable in Decker's ability to score some points. So I'm going to go with Iowa State here and say that the defense does get the job done. I'm going to say Iowa State 24, uh, Baylor 17. I almost identical analysis. I had Iowa State winning this one 27 to 20. Um, you're right as far as the run stopping goes. And I, I think that if Iowa State gets to a point where it can put pressure on Blake Shapin, that, that bodes well. I am a little concerned on the offensive side. I think Hunter Deckers has thrown some balls that he's gotten away with against lesser competition. Um, and we saw those balls get picked off in the Iowa game. So I, I do think that there's a bit of a turnover concern here for me when it comes to that. Two young quarterbacks. Um, the special team's woes for Iowa State will have to be sharp. They This isn't a game where you can give up a – you know, kick return for a touchdown or something like that and win it. These teams are dead even as far as every power rating goes. So I'll pick Iowa State. Iowa State doesn't lose conference games at home in the last couple of years. And twelve and one. Twelve yeah. and one. Yeah. So give me give me Iowa State twenty seven to twenty. Outstanding gentlemen, you have convinced me. Uh, I do love the fact too that within three you're talking a field goal game. And I think that is definitely uh manageable at a minimum and potentially more. And I think Deckers is getting confidence. I know you say he's got away with a few errant throws that may not happen in this type of game, but I do also think with that is growing confidence of making better decisions and, and doing a better job out there. And you can tell the kids, he, you know, he wants to play hard and do good. So I got them as well. So not much separation this week, guys, only two games with differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, C-Dub, you are with somebody every week, so you're not catching anybody. So it's bloomer eye separation Saturday for two games. So. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm always here. I'm playing the long game, folks. I yeah, you're, you're playing the three and two. You are, yep. you're, you are the tortoise here playing the steady Eddie. So we're, we're going to be syndicated after this week when we all are, you know, four and one or five and oh, beautiful. I, I don't know how we're not. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. All right. Get on out to Nebraska furniture, Mart. Uh, I like that slogan. Use, use their money. Use that great financing. I've done it uh, with my entire basement. They did carpet for me last year and uh, laid down some nice tile as well underneath my bar. That was Tim's idea. Good job out of you, Tim. Um, Thank you. And uh, Bloom's dad's getting the carpet. Uh, Appreciate you, Timmy. Thanks, brother. We'll see you next week. Always good, boys. Take care. All right. He's Tim Mullen, Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. For Brent Bloom, I'm Chris Williams. More Cyclone Frenetic Radio after this here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, maybe you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. 
It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowaport.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Thanks to Chris, Brent, and Tim uh, for their contributions to the program this evening. Thanks to our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart for being the presenting sponsors of Cyclone Fanatic Radio. Uh, some excitement earlier this week, Steph, when when Jamie Pollard and Winnie Winterstein and uh, and Rick Sanders gave an update on the the developments at Cytown uh, in the development that'll be between Jack Trice Stadium and Hilton Coliseum. I'm interested to know what did you think of some of those updated uh, the updated renderings, things like that. Are you excited to be able to go and stand in the amphitheater and watch Iowa State football at some point here? Yes, in the 
Absolutely. I think it's really neat. And I love the fact that we have an athletic director and a supporting cast and administration that is looking to the future and always wanting to um, try to get ahead of the curve rather than react to things. And I think that's been one of the ways that Jamie Pollard has been successful and just add this to his resume. That's already very impressive. So yeah, I'm pumped about it. I'm going to lose my spot in B6 probably, but unlike other people who might be a little frustrated by change, I, I welcome it. And I think, I think it's going to be really special. I bet you could take your cookies to Sidetown and have as <laughs> much success. I'm going to stand. I'm going to have a stand like a farmer's market stand. <laughs> Free like, cookies. You, you get kicked out of the parking lots because you were selling cookies inside of Sidetown. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I don't have the proper uh, yeah, certification proper, or like. Yeah. Do you have the proper permits to be out here? <laughs> can you imagine? Because I can. Yeah. Oh yeah. That 100, like, I'm not kidding. That would happen. Uh, something along those lines would happen. It's like Jordan and I are talking about our podcast the other day about people selling beer outside the, ge- the game at Kinnick when it was raining. And you know, cause you know, like there's no, there's nowhere to buy beer. It's right. once they're in the rain delay and all that stuff. And I was like, man, if someone was a good entrepreneur, they would have just gone and stood right outside the gate and sold beer. But I also brilliant. know that that would have been shut down so quickly that it wouldn't have even, they would have maybe sold one beer before. The, somebody pulls How can up you resist like, this face and the chocolate chip cookies? You can't, you can't. I bet that would get, see, that's what it would be is you would start to cry. If when the cop came up to you and asked if you had the proper permits and then they would be like, all right, just sell your cookies. Whatever. I don't cry. Come on. Right. Jared has nothing to say in response to that. Right, right. Uh, I'm just interested to see how long it's going to take to get this thing done. You know, that's the the big question, I think, right now. And it's just, I don't know if it's a money issue or things like that. I, it just is a time. It's just a project that's going to take time. You yeah. know, and I think the best example of that, you look at those parking lots that they're going to start, you know, hopefully start working on here later this fall. I mean, that's a two-year project, three-year project almost by itself, you know, and that's where I just, I don't know. I mean, that things move fast in college athletics, but building projects do not move fast. No, but I will say the bridge, um, that moved quickly and yeah. that all stayed on target. So fingers crossed that we can continue to maintain that trajectory that's been set forth. And um, if we know anything about Jamie Pollard and Wendy Winterstein, it's that they're doing their work behind the scenes to make sure everything's in order before we get going. So well, at least there's that. One thing I didn't, I, I thought was kind of cool that had not really been discussed previously was the the factor of the medical center and yes. how it's going to allow them to be able to bring all of their you know, you can bring all of your doctors for the teams and things like that and have them right across the street from football and basketball. And just to see, you know, to be able to expand your capabilities right there on campus where kids don't have to go to the McFarland clinic or go things like that. You know, I mean, obviously the doctors that work on the cyclones are going to still be the doctors working on the cyclones, Dr. Warmy and Dr. Greenwald, you know, I imagine that they would be working out of that facility, but it just is, that's something that maybe flew a little bit under the radar a little bit. That will maybe be one of the most impactful pieces of all of it at the end of the day. And I think it flew under the radar because it's not shiny and glittery like all the retail spaces. And I understand that, but oh, I bet you that building will be pretty shiny and glittery. <laughs> okay. Fair right point. Yeah. It's maybe not as sexy as a, as yeah. a restaurant then, but I, you're right. I think that's a super interesting piece and is going to be more valuable than we fully recognize right now. 
Are you going to come out and hang out with uh, me and Alex Gukin in mid-January and watch basketball on the big screen? I am as sick as both of you, so absolutely sign me up. I'll bring some warm cookies. You already know that that's going to be a thing. There's going to be people out there that are watching at all random times of the year. I would be disappointed if it's not a thing. That's my only thing I didn't understand. You know, they talk about the, like the power and light is an enclosed structure, you know, with more. It's it's not enclosed. There's no, there's a roof on it even outside, isn't there? Not fully. Man, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I thought there was, I thought there was a roof because I, I don't think it's fully enclosed. So it can like snow in there. I think so. Oh man. We need to go down to Kansas city and do some research. I guess so. Yeah. Well, that was my only thing. I was like, I, could I, be wrong. I, I was thinking about it. It's like not going to be like an enclosed thing. So it's like, if it's snowing, you're still going to be standing in the snow. But here's the thing. Tidal town in green Bay is not enclosed. And it's those not- crazy people do it. Oh, well, okay, to be fair, like, I've never been to Tidal Town. Even extra crazy. Like they, they stand out there when it's like negative 50, That's you know, true. they, but they all have no choice. That's the only thing that they have to like. What more and it's in their blood. They, they were born up there. So they're weirdly, they can handle it. It's all the cheese. I think all the cheese probably keeps them warm. If we're, probably it. If we're being honest. Uh, all right, Steph. This is maybe our finest few minutes of radio. Oh, I don't know that it gets much better than this. All right, Steph. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, thank you for your help today. Uh, thanks to Chris, Tim, and Brent for their help on today's program. Thanks to our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. We'll talk to you guys again next week, same time, same place here in Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.